on today's two halves and four quarters podcast. Barcelona approach a messy exit. Harry Maguire gets messy in Greece. And the England squad looks messy. JK is still recovering from his Raheem Sterling back piece. So it is just myself and Kyle today. So Kyle, how are you? I'm good. Uh, I, I really do appreciate that intro. I thought it was very to the point and topic of this week. You know, and kept kept in a flavour of what's going on in the press. And I'm looking forward to seeing JK's uh, Raheem Sterling back piece. So... I'm sh- I'm sure. <laughs> I'm just I'm just thinking that there will be the picture, probably the missed one from uh, this the semi-finals or the the quarterfinals rather. <laughs> skying over the bar. That'll be the. It'd be like um, what's it? Leroy Sane's back piece. with all about him. I just I just really hope we went to a good artist. That's all. Uh, I hope. Well, I'm not sure how many good ones you get in Horsham. I can't I can't necessarily comment on that. So. <laughs> No, I guess, I, well, <laughs> I was going to say the amount that's happened this week, the Champions League feels like an age ago. So, congratulations, well, Brian. The fact that um, this season's Champions League has already started. That as well. You're loving the news. Yeah, I think it's great. They once again let down Celtic, once again let down Scottish football. And it's hilarious. Ended, ended the season because they wanted to get Celtic in the Champions League, and they're out before Bank Holiday Monday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how much the wider world cares about Celtic anymore, apart from their very nice yeah. away in third shirts, which are very nice. But... Yeah, it just looks like... It's a black one, isn't it? Yeah, and the, and the away one yeah, is like you... the minty green one that looks, looks quite nice. You can never go wrong with just the black strip. No matter what team has it, an all-black strip is just all, is very classy. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a bad example. Um, <laughs> it doesn't make it doesn't make for particularly good podcast listening, though. So I guess we could jump <laughs> straight into the uh, into the big news. Messi has reportedly requested to be released from his contract with his contract at a buyout clause of 700 million, but if he was to evoke a, a clause, it allows him to leave for free. You know, at the moment, clubs are contending that this expired in June, which would have been the the end of the season. His lawyers now say it's August, as that's in line with what FIFA says is the official end of the season. Either way, that is a little bit messy. Um, <laughs> how many gonna, times? Can you throw, how many times can you throw that um, pun in? Like, uh, yeah. and many, many more times, according to my terrible writing. <laughs> but I guess what was your what was your immediate reaction to, the, to this? Until I see it, until I actually see him leave, you never know. I it, it's it's been widely speculated. He's been unhappy for a few years now, but he's never actually left. Yes. Um. So it's in. I can't imagine. Obviously, what's going around about Coleman said to him, like, your privileges are over. <laughs> are you really going to say that to him? Like, it takes a man with big cojones to come and say that to your best player. Your privilege in this team is over. Maybe well, he's using this as a way to finally wants to leave and, ex- and experience something else. Well, by the same token, that he's talking now, he wants to build his team around Messi, which is kind of like, you know, no shit. So is every manager in the last 15 years. But yeah. Does it mean it's going to happen? I do agree with you. I think he is going to stay because I think it's a power play to shift, the, to get the president out and kind of get yeah, the things and I in think play he wants. Because it, it's, run, it, it's run by an election in Spain, isn't it? It's run by election yeah. how you nominate a president. So... I think what we're going to have the the, uh, the Barcelona saga of who's going to be their president is going to trump the Donald Trump presidency of uh, the American election. Well, Hopefully, that, there's no voter mailing forward. Well, because you know that's a thing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, I think you look at Messi. It's like obviously now you got every club going. Oh, every club on Twitter is superimposing Messi's head onto their shirt. Um, I saw obviously. 
unfortunately Hearts did it, which I'm very I'm very embarrassed about. Um, I saw Andy Murray got into in the press conference and he said, oh, about Messi leaving. He goes, well, you can come to Hibs. You do realize then, that the majority of these things are clickbait. Like this is this is in this is social media gold, engagement gold. You know. I know. I think I, I think it must be the most trending like word out there right now. Messy. Um, you know I, 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 going back slightly, backtracking just slightly to what you said about the presidential thing. They could. A, a lot of this is obviously all political, and Messi trying to force his role, and the players obviously do wield a lot. of more control. Yeah, especially yeah, at Barcelona, they do world. Yeah. Um, they could just save themselves the effort and just make Messi president. This is what I was about to say. Why not make him president? You know, um, yeah, there'd be no mail fraud there. And he and hopefully the rest of the club would be a lot happier as a result. Well, I just, I think so. I saw... He's the whole what apart from like five players being put up for sale at Barcelona. Yeah, I mean the difference of being put, there's a difference between being put up for sale and being bought. So yes, <laughs> like you you could put anything up for sale it doesn't mean someone would actually buy it. <laughs> I put my myself up for sale a lot of times, but it never happened. So, <laughs> is, is, it, is there a street the corner window. where you are? Yeah, is you know, it used corner? to be on the streets of Horsham. You know, just uh... <laughs> I did. I didn't my... feel like I'd find you ever endorsing the world old, the world's oldest profession. But here we are. <sighs> times are hard sometimes. That redundancy really hit me hard. But no, um, going back, <laughs> going back to Messi. I think it's. You look at realistically teams that can afford them. A city in PSG. Thank you. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> and like I said, I sent uh, I sent uh, an image of yesterday. A sports pundit. Messi will want to go to the two teams that would be able to live in Champions League football, Man Champions League title, Man City and PSG. Neither of those teams have won the Champions League. Yep. <laughs> so I think obviously, if I think if he's to go to a team, it'll be City because of the Guardiola connection. And I think this, if if Guardiola doesn't win the Champions League with Messi and his team, then he's got a lot to answer for. But I don't think it changed. Well, especially if he goes to City, it doesn't change the flaws in that City team because he's, he's not Messi ain't going to play at centre half. Well, there is there is a, also a position here where actually. Don't get me wrong, Messi is probably the greatest player we've ever seen. And we could debate that. That's a debate for a different day. Yeah, well, let's not get into that boat. The, <laughs> the issue with Messi is he's a 33-year-old player who's arguably coming off the peak of his powers. Now, admittedly, coming off the peak of his powers is still better than 99% of the footballers in the world today. I, I, that, that's a low amount. Now. I'd say 99.99999% of footballers today. <laughs> but, the, but, the point, but the point being is that him coming into any other side is going to displace players around him. Yeah. Because, because automatically he's coming into a system, like he suddenly becomes the system as opposed to you know, slotting in as part of a system as pretty much every other player would. It's yeah, you could see the short term benefits and, and from a marketing and sort of sales perspective, hundred percent. Everyone's a winner if Messi goes to your club. You know, if he goes to City, they were dropped by Nike because they literally weren't selling any shirts because no one gives a shit about City. Puma sweep in, gives them a decent deal, Messi rocks up, they're laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah. Like, every, everyone's a winner in that in that situation. But you know, in, in let's say a season and a half time, I think that benefit on the pitch is gonna be diminished significantly and at the detriment of players that he's displaced at the same time. I would I've always said I would love to have seen Messi in the Premier League, just to see how he gets on at those places like a West Brom who aren't going to come and he's just going to, they're going to literally kick 10 lumps out of you and he does he does get up like he does he does take a lot of challenges but 
I think there's a difference between taking a challenge from a Spanish defender compared to a West Brom centre-half who has no care about the ball. He just wants to go for your legs. So I'll be very interested to see how he does there. Because um, if he comes and plays against Arsenal, Chelsea, he's played against those teams before. He has them, he literally just runs rings around them. So it's very easy for him. It'd be easy for him against a Liverpool, a Man United, uh, a Chelsea and Arsenal, probably a Tottenham, because they're Tottenham. But it'd be a team's in the lower region. How would you like? How would you feel like he would do against Lewis Dunk? And I don't know. I actually, I Brighton defender. No, I'm sorry. Okay, we've okay. It, we we we've been turned over rather a lot by Man City in the last few years, FA Cup notwithstanding. Um, I t- <laughs> so to, to answer that question, how would he fare against us? He'd probably have a great time. Frankly, you know, he, he dicked on Arsenal every year when they were in the Champions League all those years ago. Well, um, I, I personally think, though, mate, but Brighton's defence is better than Arsenal's defence. Well, yes, but on, in, in table, we were below them. You know, 25% of the teams in the Premier League yeah. are worse than Arsenal. And That's because they, ha- they didn't have a Bamiyang. Well, yes, they would have been relegated if they didn't have a Bamiyang, which is just <laughs> just the the best stat of last season. Um, how can you how can you argue with that gold right there? If if we can, so see, keeping on the messy uh, topic, good old mem- a one member of Arsenal fan TV privately messaged Lionel Messi, asking him to come to Arsenal. God's sake. <laughs> You, you say this about the photoshopping thing, right? And I, there's always which club are they going to? And it was always like the usual suspects. Like you'd have the the PSGs, the Man Cities. You'd have like Juventus thrown in there as well, even though they definitely can't afford him. And then they'd be like, Arsenal, photoshopped into an Arsenal kit. <laughs> and it's like, really? You, Cronky, who laid off 50 people, that were like not put in one of his budget. When also when the Arsenal players took a wage cut. Yeah, and you think and you think that Messi's gonna rock up there? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> speechless. Messi, I, I want like five hundred grand a week. I'll give you two hundred. I'll give you two hundred grand and a pound a week. <laughs> 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 or Arsenal. His release clause is seven hundred million. We'll give you forty plus one. <laughs> oh yes, please let me come to Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, let me play, let me play with Granite Xhaka. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Rob Holding, what a dream. Well, apparently he's just been told he can leave as well. Rob Holding. Well, no surplus to requirements. I mean, he's been surplus to requirements in the Premier League for long enough. So I think. Well, it's the thing of... is, though, it's every... oh, obviously going off topic again, but Rob Holding, every time he plays, oh, he's a future centre back. Rob Holding's leaving. Oh, he's never going to make it at Arsenal. Knee jerkism. Yes. I mean, this is, this is kind of like knee jerk. I guess that's, that's another thing. It's like, does this situate. Obviously, Messi has a history of. You know saying he's quitting or wants to leave, you know, with the Argentine national team and it always ends up coming back around. If this actually happens, do you think that this impacts, I guess, his legacy on the club? I mean, I don't think like the immediate fans, I don't think the fans will um, will necessarily hate him, but do you think in in there'll be a black mark against his name in that he didn't stick around for, you know, through the hard times, he was only there for the good? Yeah, yeah. I think well, he's never really. I think it's what the first hard time he's experienced at Barcelona, isn't it? Because I think now, yeah. like he is the. Like, you think when he played before, when he first came into the team, now Ronaldinho, who was your marquee name, and they, they, so, so Ronaldinho knew when he left Barcelona, Messi would take that over, and he has. And then he comes in. He plays in arguably one of the greatest club teams of the generation. And that team all move on. They sell Neymar. Um, and then they bring in Griezmann, who hasn't really hit the ground running. Has, he's had a pretty mediocre time at Barcelona. 
Well, they play in the same position. Yeah, so he's not they, gonna. They, yeah, they, they bought a player that plays in the same. Yeah, it doesn't make much sense. They buy. They bought. They bought Griezmann because it weakened Atletico Madrid. Mm. We can. We know that it weakened Atletico. We throw a hundred whatever million at them. It weakens them. Um, and now you look at that team. I'm saying it's the way they. Obviously, going that to change. It's the way they got dismantled in that game, and you see Messi's face. Just looks like, what am I doing here? It's how we all feel if we play in a Saturday or Sunday league team, and you're thinking, what am I playing alongside right now? Yeah. These are terrible, and you can tell <laughs> he, he wants out. But it, you would think that the building job Coman has on his hands at that Barcelona team. Because that's going to be an eye-opener for a lot of the players, especially Koeman, who you've been absolutely dismantled by Bayern Munich. I'm going to have to literally... That back four needs changing. Like, that Semedo got absolutely torn apart by a 19-year-old. Like, and the fact that they lost, they lost the La Liga um, when they were going into lockdown, they are quite far away ahead of Madrid, weren't they? Well, the thing is, is, all of these changes aren't an overnight thing. Anyway, no. so and I, I wouldn't blame. Obviously, legacies are founded on, I guess, by what you win. And obviously, he's one of the more decorated players in the last fifteen years. But obviously, if he's sitting there and seeing other players and other clubs clearly competing at a higher level, and I'm not taking anything away from Bayern Munich here, but they've this has really been one good year for them in the last what. Eight years, they've actually done, they've actually done something significant in the league, and where the money and where the competition kind of feels where it's at is at City and Liverpool. I wouldn't blame him for, despite the fact that whether City have won it or not doesn't really matter. It's like if they're in an ability to compete for it and and be more competitive in the final few years of his career. You're certainly not gonna, I, I guess, take away from the fact that you know if he wants that. That I was about to say ring. That's very uh, American. <laughs> yeah, he wants that Super Bowl ring. Yeah, like if yeah, if he wants that, you know, it's, it's the mark of success in your career. And if he wants that feeling, and he wants, and if he wants to be at Europe, Europe's top table, then maybe that's what he feels he's got to do. I, I suppose. I think it for the. Uh... Where, where we said we weren't going to get into that debacle, like de, de, debacle debate of who's better, Messi or Ronaldo. The one thing the Ronaldo, the Messi haters will always have over Messi is he's never done it anywhere else. He's always done it in Barcelona. He's always had great teams around him. And the one time he doesn't have a great team around him, he, it, they don't win. You look at Ronaldo, okay, he hasn't won, he hasn't won the Champions League events this year, but... He's won the Champions League at two different clubs. He's gone on one trophies everywhere he goes. He's won a European title. So I would like to see what Messi could do in the Premier League. I think, obviously, he would absolutely storm it because it's, he's an incredible player. But I'd also love to see him come up against teams on a Tuesday night in the pissing down rain and getting kicked pillar to post and see he would not. And Guardiola will come out screaming bloody murder saying you've got to protect my player you've got to protect my player it would be interesting it'd be interesting if they were mid-table by Christmas and Pep got fired Tony Pulis <laughs> comes in <laughs> Messi's not good enough for Man City <laughs> he's not good enough for my brand of football yeah it does, does, but all, all, what the... would make that more interesting is this is the final string that gets them breaking FFP rules <laughs> well I would argue they've probably broken like they've, they've beaten FFP yeah, this, they this, is, this yeah. is the other thing that we were this is the other thing that's worth noting I guess at least from my perspective on this topic is that whilst there's only two teams that can afford him there's still the FFP whilst it's suspended or, or lessened this season there's not really any hiding the fact that you can't bring in a player on the, the money that he'd be demanding and balance the books. It, it can't, 
can't happen. I don't know where you balance. I don't know where you balance those books because as well. If you if say Man City is the team he's going to, okay, you look at that City team, and you think that front three of so you've got your Jesus, your Sterling, your De Bruyne, your Bernardo Silva. Where who do you take out to put him in? And like I say, if you're those players, you think they're going to be like, and there's a lot of egos in that City team, you can tell. Um, and they were like, well, if he's on that money, I want that money. Yeah. We're, so it, it's going to, no matter where he goes, it causes a lot of discomfort amongst players already there. Because they, as much as they say they're not there for the money, they are there for the money. It's a short career, they're there for the money. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I don't want to see him go to PSG because I hate him. Literally, I'm going to Neymar. Literally, literally I think honest. everyone's everyone's honest about PSG, aren't they? I mean, I I, think, I don't really care about PSG. I what there. what unites the footballing world? Oh, I hate you, PSG. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I I I don't think he'll leave Barcelona. Um, like you said, I think it might be a power play, but. We'll have to wait and see. I think it's going to be the most ongoing saga of the of the transfer window. Well, at least it's making the transfer window interesting. Just when we thought it was going to be uh, dead in the water before uh, before it started. I I just think though, there's going to be so many newspaper articles going because there's already a newspaper article saying his dad has flown to Man City to Manchester to agree personal terms in Man City. So make of that what you will. Well, I think on that note, shall we take a little break? And then when Sounds we come good. back, I'm going to drop some more puns about Messi. Yes. <laughs> back Can't wait. In, <laughs> back in two minutes. Back. Right. Harry Maguire. <sighs> Harry Maguire gets messy in Mykonos and was arrested and later convicted of all charges, including assault, resisting arrest, and attempted bribery. It was the conviction was later suspended. Um, this includes some wild allegations that his sister was injected with a substance from Albanians, which it seems like a crime film. But I guess it's one thing that's clear. You know, Harry is at a decent season on, on, the, on the pitch. He's been a good defender, but he certainly wasn't a good defender off of it. Oh, What was your take? Actually went there. Actually went there. Okay. <laughs> um, I was actually having this conversation around the dinner table the other, other day with my family and my cousin. And uh, we're saying like you'll never really know properly what happened. It's always yeah. going to be a he should see um, that he's going to say one thing, and the brute police are never going to say, "Oh yeah, we got it wrong." Sorry, Harry Maguire, like you didn't do anything. We just we're corrupt. <laughs> um, but I've got two takes in it, like, and it's it's playing that devil's advocate role on both sides in support of Harry Maguire. No matter where he goes, he's going to get, he's going to a place like Mickey. He's going to get targeted, and people know who Harry Maguire is, Captain Man United. That big head is that that it's I a meme, it. like all right, love, like I'm here. Um, so no matter where he goes, he's going to get noticed. So you can probably feel his target. It, people like, they targeted him, and they probably you probably have people riling him up, talking about how like, rubbish Man United were this season, things like that, and. So you have this, you have sympathy for him in that sense because he's a professional footballer in that limelight. Playing devil's advocate on the other side is use your brain and don't go to Mykonos in the height of summer at the end of the football season, where well, everyone yeah. will know you. Where everyone will know you. So like, just use your brain. Like, no, like footballers are entitled to a holiday. Don't get me wrong. Like, they're they're humans. They're allowed to go on holiday and stuff. But use your brain, mate. Like, you knew the potential pitfalls of going to a place like that where you're going to be targeted. And 
people are going to be latching onto a story. Um, I don't agree. Obviously, now you've got all like the uh, the people on Twitter coming out saying like, "Oh, Harry Maguire's been treated unfairly." It was like, well, he's been found guilty in a court of law. So, with anyone else, we would say, "Well, he's found guilty," but because he's a footballer and he's an English footballer, I was corrupt the system. But I don't think we're never truly know. Footballers are automatically given a pass, no matter yeah. what. At least, at least in the eyes of public in this country, but I would say, in, in, as a as a broader thing in general, compared to say actors and musicians, there's an extraordinarily high number of sportsmen that are, I guess, caught doing stuff they shouldn't be doing out in public. Like it's, it's ridiculously high by comparison. I think it's the generation. I think I think I feel it was. It's more documented now because of social media. And it's everywhere. And people, like, you think, like, you hear the stories of the old Arsenal players who would go out on the absolute lash before a training <laughs> session. And, like, no doubt they got in trouble. But now that footballers are such... I think what makes it is the footballers are paid such a high wage um, that we, we see them... And they are, they are role models. Mm. You know, they are role models. And they should be... You've got a young lad who's got a Harry Maguire top, uh, name on the back of his shirt. And you've seen your hero get arrested for bribing a police officer aggravated assault <laughs> like you're thinking I don't really want my kid wearing that top anymore but yeah I think they're role models and they, they should know better but unfortunately footballers don't really know better half the time nowadays yeah I mean, I, he's, I mean he has been I guess punished in some respect obviously not by not by the uh the court anymore as that, that, that sentence is suspended but he was dropped from the, the England squad for the yeah but he'll be, he'll be back in up. that for, for those next games after that that's I think Southgate had to drop him there well so we got on to that with the England squad he had to drop him there's no way you could pick you could play him one he's just been found guilty of aggravated assault well I mean awkwardly again not, not trying to change the topic Southgate did back him initially in quite an awkwardly worded statement and then yeah. obviously then had to recant it later on which isn't the best look think, for, for no. a, uh, an England manager but but I think you look at um, obviously keeping in touch with these the footballers who go abroad or like who don't who don't hold themselves in the uh, best way you should when you're in the public eye like you look at all the, all the footballers that broke the high profile footballers that broke lockdown rules mm-hmm. and it's like guys you're being paid a ridiculous wage to stay indoors. Yes. And you're going out to parties. And it's like, guys, the people who are waiting for football to come back, you are what we want to come back. And you're doing these stupid things. Like, come on, use, use your brains. I mean, I mean like, this, this, this week was also the week that Raheem Sterling was reportedly at the... Party Usain with Bolt Usain Bolt. Party. Yeah. But so apparently it, Usain Bolt has tested positive. Yeah, and I mean, again, I, I realised that, you know, everyone at the moment is taking the risk of getting COVID. And obviously there are going to be examples as we go throughout the season where players are definitely going to catch it and have to quarantine, as we're seeing in Scottish football. But, you know, we've got to, by the same, by the same token, you are, you are expected to, I guess, uphold and behave by a certain metric. And I think that, you know, the, the footballers don't need, or the, rather the, the press don't need ammunition to go at footballers with. No. The, the, the answer is not to give them anything to go at them with. Doing something like this, Particularly if the early part of the season, if his before, um, if his form's a little bit iffy or something like that, there's something to lay into him about. Yeah, exactly. Like footballers have a privileged life, especially nowadays, amount of money they're paid, and I think they should just literally try and think more. Um, so I saw was it Wan Bissaka is going to have to miss the start of the season because he's he's gone on holiday. He's got fourteen days of quarantine. So he went somewhere that is on the that the airbridge is closed. So it's 
all of us, you think all of us who go on a job, it's like, we'll get told, well, if you're due back at work, we're not going to be paying you if you're missing from work for those 14 days you're meant to be here. But, so footballers, what, I think, train, what, train three hours a day, you think? They train three hours a day. And so it's not hard just to go somewhere and come back in time. We don't have to quarantine. But it's, it's, it's stupid. And I think hopefully now, obviously, Harry Maguire is going to learn, or hopefully learn from it. But he's a professional footballer. But he just keeps proclaiming his innocence, though, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, without speculating, and obviously I alluded to it in the intro, but the the speculation that his sister was injected with a substance by two Albanians feels incredibly far-fetched, given that apparently she immediately fainted, which immediately would imply, you know, bang, you're out. B, you can also test that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and the fact that nothing has come out with regards to that. Sorry, I'm obviously sorry. not taking anything away. You know, I don't want to speculate that it has or hasn't happened. But the point being is that there are ways to test for these things. It's not like a, you know, an hour and it's gone. It's like, no, these things stay in your body for, for days. And with all the other things that happened in this case, there's clearly, you know, if you're going to lie, I, again, I'm not suggesting for one second he isn't he is lying because I'd rather not be sued. But <laughs> if, if 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 you're gonna lie, like at least make it convincing one. So. Yeah, I think it's. I think I'm watching it uh, a real life version of uh, Taken right now. Which... Well, yeah, I mean, is 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 part of that set next door in in Albania? I think Can it might be. I yeah, say. I think oh, yeah, the people who took him were Albanian, weren't they? Yeah. So I think, like you said, not to uh, defecate on anyone's character because if I got sued, they're not going to get much from me. Might get my house, but hopefully not. I don't think he needs my house in Billingshurst. Um, <laughs> I think it's his, his name's now going to get dragged through the mud in every newspaper. Um, no matter if he's innocent or not, his name's going to get dragged through the mud. So I feel, I feel sorry for him and I feel... I feel sorry for his family that's going to deal with the brunt of it. Yeah. But I think it's that I just wish footballers just took more care with what they did. Yeah. I think that, that, I mean, you only need to look at what's happened in the NBA in the last 24 hours to see that in, in certain sports, people are far more socially conscious and, and aware of the impact and the power that they have you know yeah. they you know they, those in the nba are led what's it obviously they have their own voices they have a strong players union which is fully supportive of them and helps them channel those positive things now obviously the the footballers in this country obviously have the the players association as well but you know I think, I think increasingly we will see players. I mean, there's obviously troublemakers in every sport. I'm not saying that yeah. Harry Maguire's a troublemaker, but what you eventually see, I think, is more socially aware for, you know, players that are aware of the platform and the wealth that they have and the opportunity to kind of do good. We mentioned Raheem Sterling. Raheem Sterling obviously does a lot of good now. You know, he's kind of evolved in, in his character. And as, as much as we've mentioned it on here before, there's players that do a lot of stuff behind the scenes and are never credited for 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 the good that they do because they don't actually want the attention of doing the good things. They just want to, yeah, which is commendable in itself. Yeah, it, yeah, it's like um, what is it? The uh, when you when you compare the footballers who do the good deeds compared to the footballers who are brain dead sometimes. Um, like you got obviously the, the the whole thing with the Marcus Rashford, obviously mm. school mills. Is the papers try to vilify that and find ways of knocking him down when he's doing such a good thing for his community and and children in Britain. And then you got Wan Mata who 
gives up part of his wage every month, every week to, is that 1% of his wage every yeah. week? And yeah, but we, never, we, don't, we don't hear enough stories about that kind of thing. So we want to know, but it's because they don't, they don't sell articles to good stories. People want the gossip and they want, they want people, they want, this will be a topic in every pub. People are talking about, we'll be a new story about Harry Maguire this week. I think there's, when, I think there's got to be now, hopefully now this, this situation in Maguire, clubs are really going to crack down on their players and say like, you've got to think, I'm very surprised it's not something that club to think, it's like, is it a good idea you're going here right now? You're allowed a holiday, but do you really need to go to a place like Mykonos, which is full of Brits right now, where every Z-list celebrity's gone because that's the only place they're allowed to go once I beat, once I, uh, Wayne Lineker's I beat for Barber shut down. <laughs> there's, no, there's no 16 year olds in sight there. All <laughs> um, there's got to be someone at the club saying, like, is this a good idea right now? We can't stop you, but think about the the threats and the the worries that might come out of this well that's all education isn't it and that's again that's something that in theory would evolve over time yeah again going back to the the nba somewhat is a lot of those players are educated to a higher level of because they all go they all go through college and they've got common yeah yeah well yeah i mean you look at you know kobe didn't for example but the majority of them Go. Do not speak ill of Cody Bryant. I'm not. I'm just. I'm just saying he <laughs> he, he didn't yeah. go to university. He didn't go through the college system. He elected to go straight into the league. But even so, he still conducted himself. Okay, there were some sketchy things here and there, but nothing that was super scandalous. You know, apart from sort of rumours of infidelity or whatever maybe it's maybe it's a culture thing you know a lot of these a lot of these players in the the premier league are a lot of the english players anyway come from sort of working class communities they suddenly thrust a lot of money their way and yeah. it changes the mental you know it, it, coupled with that other outlook you create this kind of beast it's say like you don't you don't know what to do with the money you've got no one telling you how to really I say it's like when you get the money and like no one sits down and goes, this money's going to change you. Mm. You might, you might say it won't, but it's going to, it's going to open your eyes to a lot more. Like you're going to be able to go in different circles. You're going to be able to go to a lot of different places. So it's about knowing how to look after yourself. So I think it, it hopefully now clubs will be more educate, will educate their players more. Because you don't, you don't want to, you want, you don't want to see players in the papers, all this kind of stuff. You want to see players doing well on the pitch. So, and this is going to give obviously. I know it's come out saying like Oli Gunnar Solskjaer is saying Harry Maguire is my captain next season. But how long will that last? If more things, more things come out about it, and he gets put into a corner, it's like I can't have you representing this club as captain. Yeah, I mean that that's a different topic in itself because you're upsetting the club hierarchy somewhat by by dethroning the captain. There's been lots of examples throughout history where captains have been involved in scandal but haven't lost the the armband. Um, John Terry is the one that's the most glaring, <laughs> obvious of, of, of all of them. You know, representing the club is. Let, let's say that this happened in, say, I don't know, China. Then he may well have lost it because, in terms of marketing, and you know, if he if he upsets the Chinese people, say, I, I whilst I imagine there are um, Greek uh, Man United fans, the percentage and and the value those fans represent to the club are. A lot less than it would be if it was to be in many other yeah. countries. It'd be interesting. I think, like, hopefully now, I think it's let it. It's gone. Like he's been convicted of it. Um, let him fight it. Let him appeal it. Obviously, he's got his right to appeal. But I think now it's just got to try and. Fo- he's just got to focus on his football, surely. 
and just get back to what he does best. Which I, I say does best, but he's probably used to improve his defending a bit. Well, he's not going to be focusing on the England squad because he hasn't made it. Well, well so, transferred. Love that transition. Yeah, let's let's skip having a break. And just dive straight into this. That is a uh, kind of transition that I like to see on, uh, when you're editing a movie. It's like a nice oh. smooth transition. Oh, do you like it? You know, where some, when one character opens the door and then it's a shot of someone in a completely different location going through a door in a different scene? <laughs> I love those. Love that. Love it. Love it. <laughs> I think we should really do our version of location, location. <laughs> Get tea on Dublin. <laughs> I Channel mean, 4, give us a contract. <laughs> might be a bit early for that, but we'll work on it. No, Get the, the contact in. So, I guess, Southgate, you're a bit of a dick. Um, I, think, I think it's safe to say that this senior squad has created an awful lot of controversy um there's been not not just from from my perspective but there's a variety of players in there that kind of raising a few eyebrows <laughs> it's kind of what were you thinking <laughs> mm, it's <sighs> I, look, I look at that squad and i just i've always liked Southgate in how he picks his teams he did always used to pick he always, had, always has been very fair in how he picks and he was he does leave some big names out sometimes and I have a lot of respect for that because past managers would pick the same players over and over again who weren't informed weren't even playing for their club team but this one is very weird I can understand why no Jack I can see no James Madison because he's been injured for the whole lockdown. Yeah. Well, post-lockdown. But Jack Grealish, how do you not pick Jack Grealish? My argument with the Jack Grealish thing is that, uh, again, I think we've had this conversation before, whereby he's flourishing in a bad team because he's the focal point of the team. Now, I'm aware that he's created the second most chances after Kevin De Bruyne in the league last season. But I feel like he's doing that because of the team he's in as opposed to his actual talent as a player. I, I, I kind of get the omission of, of Jack Grealish. I feel like he should be given a chance because we haven't seen him on an international level or a European level. And I think it would be, I think it'd be useful at least, well, as much for fans as well as him to see how he copes on a, on a, on a higher stage. Yes. I mean, I don't get the Calvin Phillips inclusion. Yeah, that's weird. I don't, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying he's a bad player. But, so you're, you're telling me that there's not better options in that position in the Premier League right now. So you're taking a 24-year-old player who's not played a single minute in the championship and you're promoting him to the senior squad I'm not saying he's not going to do a job there he might not even play it might just purely be for experience it doesn't sit right (laughs) I think you look at that squad okay I'll run I'm going to run through like each position and what players he's picked. You can you can stop on Tyrone Mings because I've got a thing to say about that. Yeah, oh God, yeah. So like you look at the goalkeepers, okay. Dean Henderson, quality good, very good goalkeeper, just signed a new five year deal at Man United. He's not gonna be uh, the wages he's on now at Man United, he's not a backup keeper. He's going Man United number one. Pickford high profile mistakes. Yep. <laughs> Nick Pope, good goalkeeper. Very like Nick Pope does very well. I he is it Burnley, yeah, and Burnley's good season. So, but then what other? I don't know what other English goalkeepers there are who are playing in the Premier League right now. Joe Hart. <laughs> just he's a, just he signed for Tottenham doesn't mean he's a, um, yeah okay Joe Hart. So there couldn't really have gone. There's not much else you can do with the goalkeepers hmm. defenders Alexander Arnold shoeing cracking season 
but that does that mean then he plays three at the back? He's got three right backs in that team there. Yeah. In Alexander Arnold, Trippier, and Carl Walker. Trippier's had a good season, to be fair. He's had a very good season. But I mean, you he, and then so you got Eric Dyer. The less said about that, the better. <laughs> Joe Gomez. Had all right. He's obviously won the Premier League at Liverpool. With Michael Keane at Everton. Nope. No. Oh, I say Harry Maguire. Cross through Harry Maguire. Tyrone Mings. Thoughts. I. I'm actually incredibly annoyed about the inclusion of Tyrone Mings. I'm not saying he's a bad footballer, but I, I cannot understand across every metric for the last two seasons, Lewis Dunk has been a better player than Tyrone Mings. If you look at the ball distribution, I was looking at the stats the other day, ball distribution in terms of style of play on, on who scored, which is always the benchmark for, for <laughs> statistics, he's better than Tyrone Mings. I, I, you know, he, he played in a better team last season. If you look at the way that he puts his body on the line, he's better than Tyrone. And, you know, Lewis Dunk would rather die than let the ball go in the net. Yeah. He will throw himself on top of a live grenade if that stops a goal. That, that, you know, you only need to look at him in, in scramble goal mass situations. I'm certainly not suggesting that Lewis Dunk starts the games because of the, yeah, the club he plays at, he lacks international and European experience. But there is no way that Tyrone Rings is a better player. He's, he's not more versatile. He's not, you know, past... Yeah, look at the team. Again, not being horrible to, to Villiers, but look at the team he plays in. The amount, the the amount, they, the amount they defend, he's going to come out good. Yeah, and if you're judging the two on, on form after the lockdown... You know, I, yeah, I, I, I don't get it. You know, he's, he's obviously had one cap against the United States and he was, didn't play amazing, I think it's safe to say. But, you know, the, the history is, it says that quite often your debut on, I guess, the, the highest stage that you've ever been at your, at your career is, isn't always going to go well. I mean, Woodgate got sent off in his debut for Real Madrid <laughs> and he still played for them afterwards I yeah it, it's weird it, it does feel like a, a big club bias here because again you look at Calvin Phillips from Leeds United Leeds United are a name in much the way that traditionally Aston Villa is also a name yeah, Aston Villa are a, Aston Villa are a Premier League name because they're, they're like, you're one of the original Premier League teams and but I said I've said for years about Aston Villa I think they've I don't see them anymore as a Premier League team well, they don't ben, excite me when they come to the Premier League let's put it this way if Ben White has a stunk in first half of the of the season for Leeds yeah no 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 funny enough um, <laughs> funny enough Leeds don't own him actually you'd be, you'd be I, re- you'd be, I really thought they did you'd be surprised to hear it that Leeds Leeds, Leeds fans and, and Leeds, the club, do not own any part of Ben White. Um, we, he was loaned out by a really small club on the southeast coast of England. And they're so I small thought, that no one's heard of them, despite the fact that they're in the Premier League and have been for several seasons. I thought Leeds fans, I thought Leeds fans owned his house in Worthing. They, they might do. I don't know. They, they might have chipped in. I mean... He's, he's obviously earning a decent wage, but, you know, if someone's offering to pay for your house, you're not going to say no. I heard it was on the... I did it on the help to buy as well, so... Oh. <laughs> <sighs> oh, so that was, it was, it was 5% under, loan for the government. I was going to say, that was under 250 grand then, outside of London. <sighs> oh. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. I think he's... I look at Tyrone Mings and... Maybe it's. I don't. I don't see the reason why he's in that team. You might say you never know. Harry Maguire now out. Lewis Dunk may come into the team. I'll be very surprised if he does. Because mm. I think it's that. Um, it, no matter what, 
no matter what manager has, they never pick from certain clubs. You know, they don't. They don't really seem to pick from certain clubs. Um, so yeah. I just also I look at that team and can you see a left back in that a left back in that defence? Nope. It might suggest, to be fair, that it might it might honestly suggest that he's looking at playing like a three-five-two or something similar. But I still don't see who's left footed in that team. Well, Luke Luke Shaw's injured. I mean, he's always kind of injured. Injured, um, yeah. He's never got over that leg break. Yeah, I mean, the, the, there's injuries there that I guess kind of dictate the the team selection. I think it's more that the yeah, the. Yeah, I mean, read off the rest of the list here because I mean, I, I actually can't remember. Oh yes. Declan, oh, so going on to midfielders now. Declan Rice. Good pick, fine. Calvin Phillips. Yeah. Harry Winks. Mm, no. No, that's what I thought. James Ward-Prowse. No. Phil Foden. Yeah. Yes. Mason Mount. Yes. Oh, yeah, Mason Mount. I'll say I was, I was having this conversation with my friend who's a Chelsea fan and I said I didn't personally see the appeal of Mason Mount, but from watching him, come on very well. I really shone post-lockdown football. And I think he's obviously, I think he had a chance at Chelsea because they weren't allowed to sign anyone, so Lampard had to play him. But he's really taken on to it. Moving on to the strikers, Tammy Abraham. No. No. Mason Greenwood. Yeah. 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 Jaden Sancho. Yep. Obviously, yeah. Marcus Rashford. Yep. Yeah. Danny Ings. Yep. Goal scorer. I like Danny Ings. Hard worker. Just wants to score goals. Harry Kane. He's, he's Harry Kane, so he's going to play. And Raheem Sterling. Yeah. I mean, so, the, I, guess, I guess apart from the, the obvious flags and some, with, with some of those names on that list, the one thing I would say, it does feel a little bit like it's sort of uh, forward planning in future by trying to bring in some younger blood. Yeah. Because because some of those some of those players are going to form the pillar of the side in the next four to eight years. You know, Sancho, Foden. Greenwood. Greenwood. You know, Trent. I mean, Trent's obviously a bit, he's a mainstay already. Yeah, I'd probably bring in Tammy in. He's probably part of. Don't worry, I like Tammy, and when he pied us off to uh, to go on loan elsewhere, that was a a source of, of great disappointment. But you know, if he's someone who's going to be competing at the the highest level for for many years, it only seems right that he continues to be a part of the, the England setup. You know. I, I personally, you know, with obviously being at Chelsea, I don't, I can't see him being at Chelsea much longer with what they brought in. Yeah, that's Timo, fair. you're not, yeah, you're not, you know, he's not going to get ahead of Timo Werner. It's a crowded space, and, isn't it? And like Olivier Giroud is still one of the best strikers in the Premier League right now. Um, I, I controversial opinions for some people, but uh, love, love Giroud. He's also so one of the most beautiful. Oh, he's a gorgeous man, isn't he? <laughs> um, going to that midfield, yeah, Declan Rice, good holding midfielder. My my mate, who's a West Ham fan, swears by Declan Rice. I think he'd die for Declan Rice. Um, Calvin Phillips, like you said, yeah, I, that's a knee. Feels like a knee jerk. I don't I don't know where you're thinking is meaning Calvin Phillips. Yeah, I. Who knows? Who knows what what goes on in in Southgate's uh, in Southgate's world? You know, apart from a, a wardrobe full of uh, waistcoats, it's difficult to say. Quite, yeah. I mean, it, it, we, we obviously we're sitting there criticising this this light. I'm picking it apart. The teams we're actually playing should be easily overcomable. Uh, excuse me, you say Iceland. What happened last time you played Iceland? Well, yes, but this is that is an aging Iceland squad, <laughs> yes. and and this is quite a young and exciting England squad. Denmark, D 
decent team. Um, de- decent players in there, but by the same token, it's like we should we should be able to beat both of those teams without yeah, too much, yeah, without too much sort of uh, hard work. Okay. Two two defeats. <laughs> as as the uh, the Scottish thing, would actually love it. Um, I wasn't allowed to ask Roy Hodgson that question when I met him. How did it feel to lose to Iceland? Um, was was that a specific I, briefing or was that? No, I really thought it was. Uh, it was during when I worked at Palace, and it was a, a coach's day, and Roy Hodgson came in to speak to everyone, and I just really, really like well-spoken gentleman. Well, he's and not that well-spoken because he can't pronounce his R's. So comes across very well, Bugs. Comes across very well. <laughs> Nice, nice gentleman. Good stories as well. But um, obviously people could ask him questions. I was like, so I'm sat right now with the Palace for Life CEO, chairman. Do I ask this question? <laughs> I thought better of it because I liked my job at the time. <laughs> do, you, do you reckon he had like a, just a load of like P45s or whatever ready to hand them out to the first person yeah. to ask the question? <laughs> One the for Scot- you. I'll be like this. How did it feel to lose to Iceland? Because honestly, as a Scottish person, greatest moment of my life. Um, I think for me, it was also seeing the reaction of like the pundits in the back of the they're going, didn't see that coming. This is disgusting. <laughs> but um, I think it's... I don't, I don't think he's picked a team on form there. No. And this is what I've always... It's always been the England managers... You pick the names. And you could, like, don't get me wrong, Alexander-Arnold on form. Joe Gomez just won the Premier League. But did he play every game at Liverpool? No. He wasn't Van Dijk's Dijk's um, regular centre-half partner. Yeah. Um, Michael Michael Keane... Don't don't see the appeal of Michael Keane person. He's just a typical another like mid mid table Premier League centre half. Mm. But does that speak more though about the quality of player that's being brought through and the, and the fact that there's you look at the top teams in the Premier League are any of their centre halves English? Well, apart from United, not so and much. Harry Maguire, not so much. So, that then maybe he's doing this where he wants to pick English centre halves. He's having now to go down the league because these top teams don't have Premier League centre halves. Don't have English centre halves. Well, you say you said he wants to pick English players. He has to pick English players. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> sorry, very sorry, much sorry. the bad, of the job. <laughs> bad, bad framing, but I mean, he wants he wants to pick the English players from the top teams. That's, <laughs> that's what I meant. He wants to pick the English players from the top teams, but there aren't any. English plays apart from like your uh, the set strikers and, and players like, like Declan Rice, West Ham finished relegation zone area. Harry Winks wasn't always played at Tottenham. James Ward Prowse, Southampton, very average season. Um, That's a good free kick, but. So just uh, Southgate's looking for rolling subs every time it's a free kick in around the box. On you go, James. Come back off now. Bringing him on for a field goal, you know. (laughs) (laughs) He wants that rolling sub rule. Um, So yeah, like, I mean, Phil Fogan, I think he's been handled very well at Man City. And you saw when he plays, he does make things happen. Mason Mount made things happen at Chelsea. So fair play to the guy, like... Trippier did very well at Atletico Madrid, knocked out Liverpool in the Champions League, loved it. And Kyle Walker, so Kyle Walker can play, if, if, if he's playing a back three, Kyle Walker plays on the right of that back three. Then that's how you get Alexander-Arnold into that team. Yeah, stick him further up. So, well, stick him further up and playing as a wing-back. But I don't know where you put Walker on Alexander-Arnold if you're playing four at the back. Some people would say that is the manager's job. That's Point why he end. gets paid a bit, bit, bit more money than we do. Well, we don't know that. <laughs> I, I hope he gets paid more money than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm paid zero pounds. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm having to pay people to let me coach. <laughs> <laughs> so, in in short, there's going to be eleven players on a pitch that earn more than we probably earned in our entire careers, and a manager who's definitely paid more than us um, every year. We will retreat to the shadows and let them do their jobs. Unfortunately, we will have we will have done a podcast before they play Iceland, so we won't be able to critique their performance. I'm sure everyone is going to be furious on missing out on that. I am. I am pretty sure they're all furious. I'm not listening to our critiquing of England versus Iceland. <laughs> Just give a whole whole. Um, there'll probably be more on the Messi saga, I'm guessing, for next week. Yeah, gonna get messy. Um, <laughs> In Barcelona. That's enough on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> as I guess, as always, thank you for listening. And if you want to like, subscribe, share, such and such, um, by all means, please do. JK, if you're listening, I hope that your Raheem Sterling back piece is continuing to heal. Um, we would love to for you to share a picture of it on on social media when it's in a you know a viewable condition. What, uh, what I, might what might be worth doing on Instagram is doing like little reveals on the story of just different parts of the back piece. Yeah, and then and then the final one just goes bam. Punishment for your sins. <laughs> All right. I guess until next week, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. And thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>